This is the meeting after the meeting. None of our participants get paid, and we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. Enjoy the show. Why does this seem like it would be like, like, I don't even know, some sort of bad, like, reality TV show opening? We, we told Dave to get the energy level up because it is our season finale. We, this is, I mean, 20th episode. This is a different kind of energy. This is, like, not what I was thinking. But if you know Gabe, you know... Well, maybe I don't know Gabe that well. I would picture him doing some sort of electronic music. We clearly don't know Gabe. You know, it's it's amazing what you find out about people in AA. If you're new, stick around because stick you around. may find out some really cool stuff about people that you didn't know. Yeah. All right. Like Gabe. Never mind. He shows up right on time before the meeting. We'll just yeah. We no no no. We don't. Yeah yeah yeah. We don't need to go into that. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, it's a family God. friendly show. Yeah. It is mostly. Mostly, but it's under the explicit. Yeah, because right? I cuss like a. Because Chris says yeah. the F word on average three times a show, probably. Oh, more than that. Yeah, that's true. That would be, yeah, that would be the under. <laughs> <laughs> this, is an, this is a special episode. It is. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's get into it. This is the meeting after the meeting. Meeting. I'm John. I'm Chris. Welcome to episode 20, the season finale. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Hit the horn. Hit the horn. Oh, this is there. It is there. It is there. It is. We got so, dude, oh. I have to bind it, man. <laughs> There's mean? only eight pads. It was five pages away it from was where it? it was. Okay, all right. Well, that was impressive. If it was, it was impressive. Yeah, Thank you, thank you, Gabe. Thank you. Welcome. This is episode 20 of the meeting after the meeting. Real quickly, the meeting after the meeting is a podcast. It's also recorded live on Zoom for everybody on Zoom tonight. Welcome. Thank you for being with us. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, welcome. If it's your first episode, welcome. If you've listened to all 20, welcome. Welcome. And we're yeah. happy. We're, thank yeah, you. Actually, thank you. it's not thank welcome. You. Thank you Yeah, for being here with us. I know our guest tonight has no, nothing, no, no prior experience. No, and that's show. actually... It's probably a good thing. I think I, I, we have people come in, they're like, hey, I've listened before, and then we have people who haven't, and I... I think they're both special, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. First off, let's special let's, is a great word. To use. That's let's, let's introduce. Job, let's introduce our producer, Gabe. Gabe, hey, how's it going? Uh, good. How, how's the week been? Um, week's been good. We'll say good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Work's been a little tricky, but we're getting Ooh. through. You mean you got to work? Yeah, I got to work. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes like a normal human. Sometimes Gabe will show up here and he seems kind of relaxed. Maybe gets you a little early. He's like, "You mind if I come in early?" And recently, though, the past like couple of weeks, it's been Gabe's been showing up late. He's looked like he's pulling at his hair yeah. a little bit. Yeah. What's going on, man? You're working on a big project. <laughs> so, for in terms of late, it's like six. I'm showing up at six thirty instead of six twenty. Is well, that what you mean? I mean, you were like six forty. Oh, well, today I was playing video games before I came. <laughs> there you go. There right, you well, go. Nothing to do with work. That's not that exciting. That's not right. that exciting. That's fine. 
Yeah. That's fine. Well, thank you, Gabe. Okay. And thanks for being with us for 20 episodes, man. 20, 20 burritos. We 20 should burritos. we should say this is our season finale, and although season one ends tonight, season two starts next week. Yeah. So we're not taking a break like a TV show or something. No, it's not no. like we're not taking off a year like Game of Thrones or something like that, or maybe 18 months. We can't for, afford to. We is, can't afford to. Yeah. We can't afford We're it. not that popular. We don't have enough hype. <laughs> no. That it'll carry we, us to the we're next year. We're on to whoever is listening. We're going to keep we're, creating yeah, we gotta content. Hang on, we got to keep creating content. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we'll be back next week. We, we will be back. And we got another great guest next week. So with that being said, we have an amazing guest tonight. Uh, we've, uh, I've gotten to know her. I know over the past, I don't know how many years since she moved to this area, but we, she's definitely somebody, whenever I have an opportunity to get speakers for meetings, our guest is always one of the people that I, I think of because she has an amazing story and, uh, I think she's going to be a great guest on the podcast. So why don't we welcome Kristen H from Catonsville, Maryland. Yes. Kristen, thanks for being here. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. We're we're super, we're really glad that you made the trip down from Catonsville. How was that, by the way? It was the like tra- forty minutes. It's not yeah. bad. That's yeah, actually not bad. No. And you come down here periodically, right? Oh yeah. yeah, at least once every other week. Yeah, so it's not that bad. And before you moved to Catonsville, though, you lived in this area, like yes, you did. in Rockville. In Rockville, mm-hmm. okay. So, and then you moved. When did you move to Catonsville? In twenty twenty one in November. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Oh my God. Dude. Wow, dude. You don't track my life? No. <laughs> I just, it's more like I, I just can't no believe idea. how fast time seems to go. I just like, feel like, like it yeah. hasn't been that long since I would regularly see you meetings, but I guess it has been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hmm. I was still, after I moved, I was initially coming to meetings out here for like the first five months. Or okay. So. Maybe that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Cause it's hard, I, it's hard to let go. Yeah. It's really hard to let go. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found your groove up there? You think? Yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah. Isn't Catonsville Young People's? That's a pretty good meeting, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. I don't go regularly. I am actually going this Friday. It is good. It is good. Don't get me wrong. No, yeah. I know. I know a lot of people go there. Yeah. Um, I go to a women's meeting on Wednesday nights that I started with some friends called Of Sound Mind. Mm. Okay. So. That seems more adult to <laughs> Sound It is mind. pretty adult. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not that young anymore. So Catonsville young people. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like the old person who walks in the room. No. <laughs> Catonsville young enough. <laughs> oh my god. No, no, no. So so Kristen, how's your week been? It's been pretty good. I yeah. don't have a job, so I don't know what that's like oh right my now. Gosh. I got laid off about a month ago. So Oof. Oh. Okay. So I walk dogs that are yeah. mine in the trail behind my house and okay. clean up. <laughs> All right. Wait, you walk, uh, so you walk your dogs. Oh. Yes, yeah, correct. Oh. I, I didn't want to. said that like a, as I, if it was a job. A, well, well, it sounded exactly. like, so I, I walk dogs, like, but that's a job. I know, exactly why I had to kind yours. of backtrack yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I walk dogs. They're my dogs. They're your dogs. I do not get paid. In fact, <laughs> I have to pay for them. But yes. you're open to that. You're open Walk, to that. Walking dogs? Dog walker. No. No. No? Are you sure? <laughs> absolutely 100% sure. Pretty, probably pretty chill. I mean, you're out there anyway. If the dogs are like my puppy, I'm not down. I really don't want to walk <laughs> right. more dogs no. like him. He almost ripped my arm off yesterday. So, We're so good. There yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the poop bags, they, they pile up. They do. Yeah. So, okay. So you don't have a job, but you had a good week. That actually sounds pretty chill. It that was sounds good. pretty chill. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
enjoy that, I guess, while you have it. We, there's a thing in AA we do, and most people probably know this, or we used to do it when people would say they lost their job. We used to, we used we would to all, cheer. We would all clap. You, did, did that, are you familiar with this? No. It was a tra- it was like a tradition in AA meetings. It usually happened at the noon meeting when you were around a bunch of other people who didn't have jobs oh. where somebody would cheer and be like, I lost oh, my job. Yeah, and then everybody fired. would start cheer. I got fired. Everybody would start clapping. And the they, person they would be for like me for the first five jobs I got fired from. And then after a while, I was just like, <laughs> just became sad. People are like, what's wrong with you? Chris? <laughs> was not cool anymore. <laughs> it was like, it was like, <laughs> it's like it's starting to turn into a problem. Just like one person clapping. That was like me with 24 hour chips. Like after like the first three or four times I came back, people were like, keep yeah, coming back. Keep You're going to make back. it. And after the 10th time, they were like, hey, John, what's up? Man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, there's just no real enthusiasm anymore. Like, oh, good. Yeah. Good job. You did no, it again. We'll yeah. How long are you going to stay this time? You know, this question. 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. World record. So. Kristen, let's. Uh, we're we're glad you're here. And so you said, I think we said this beginning. You have not listened to the podcast before, not ever. once. Okay, so uh, I like that. We we have a couple of different segments. We go through the first one. We're gonna get into here is we basically call it the stats. It's just some basic information. So why don't you just tell us your sobriety date, uh, sponsor and home group? You don't have to say who the sponsor and home group are if you don't want to, but you can. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel weird saying those things without introducing myself. So yeah, I'm Kristen sure. and I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Kristen. Um, and if sobriety day is July 10th of 2011, so I'm coming up on 12 years, which is wow. insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, where's my applause? There we there go. It is. <laughs> Doing it right. I feel like I need the whistles too, but wait a month for that uh, or a couple weeks. And then uh, I have a sponsor. I've been working with her for about two years now. And my home group is the Of Sound Mind group mm. that meets on Wednesdays. Nice. And that's a group that you started with some other mm-hmm. women. Yep. Okay. It's that's good, awesome. Like Recently it. started? Um, I want to say maybe eight months ago. We were okay. still wearing masks in the beginning. Yeah, so whenever that was. Yeah. That's and so crazy. Was that eight months ago? I don't know. I don't know. Time is... It's just like time is uh, flying. Apparently, I didn't even yeah. know you moved recently no. or a year and a half ago. I'm disappointed that you yeah. don't follow my life. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm disappointed you didn't tell him. Yeah. Come on, Chris. I mean, I, you know, I can barely follow my own life. This is true. Chris would be <laughs> yeah. not the right person to be disappointed. You should have just known that was not going to happen. Yeah. Chris, not going to happen. All right. You know well, my now life. you know. Yeah. And, and so... Well, those are all good things, and, and I think we always like to stress those just because they're, they are been a big part of all of our sobriety, and they're important to have. The next part of our uh, show is the three W's, and, and that is where we get to kind of hear about what you were like, what happened, and what you're like now. And I'll just kick it off by saying we met you when you moved out here mm-hmm. with uh, about, I don't know how many years sober you had. About, I think, seven. Yeah, so you moved out here with about seven years sober from California. Yep. Are you from California? I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't born there, but I was born in Germany, but that's kind of neither here nor there because I've lived there for two years and I grew up in California. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about it. Is Moving it like here or? Every, no, just All growing up in California. Right. Start start from the beginning. Well, it's California. It's expensive. <laughs> AF. Um, but, you know, as a kid, that you didn't a lot matter. Of bills. Where, where, so many bills. Where in California? Silicon Valley. So Okay. Yeah, in okay. the heart of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so very expensive. Um, but it was good. I mean, you know, good childhood. My parents are still together. I went to good schools. Are they schools. still out in California? Or no? They are. Okay. I was actually out there two weeks ago. Nice. Um, so that was fun. Um, but, you know. Everything was fine. Uh, it was good. And just like 
most alcoholics, I just felt uncomfortable. Um, you know, no surroundings, no nature versus nurture. None of that could have made me feel better um, than I felt. I just felt like something was missing. And so I was about 12 years old and I finally got invited to hang out with the popular kids, you know, like everyone's dream when they're 12. Um, and we awesomely went to someone's house. It was super cool. There were five of us and they passed around some weed and a cup of Jack and Coke that we all five shared. Didn't get drunk, didn't get high. And I went to church afterwards. Um, so, you know, really exciting first time experimenting. You didn't get high? I did not. I've heard that's Even with a that, thing. It is a thing. It is. I had really a similar know. experience the first time. Yeah. Like where I just like, I wasn't sure. I was like, did I get, you know, aren't you right I can't there imagine the then golden triangle it. of like marijuana growing? Yeah, well, I was this 12. Was, yeah, this like, was, I don't know what year this was. Was it really people, that good back then? Was there stems? Like, were people, in California, the weed is the first always time. been good. No. Were you, were there stems or seeds in what you were smoking? Do I don't remember? know. I got, I was like That's the third you know. one to hit the pipe. That's how you know back then. Like when we were starting out, we were breaking seeds out. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. I didn't that, pack the bowl. No, but that yeah. doesn't matter. The quality of whatever was in it, if you were breaking stems. Well, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. I didn't smoke stems like knowingly until I moved to Scotland many years later. And then I had to smoke stems because they had really <laughs> crappy weed, even though they're close to the Netherlands. I don't know. Scotland. Come on, Scotland. <laughs> get your get your shit together over there. Well, he swore I'm once, but it wasn't that word. It's one time. That's all right. He'll, he'll throw oh, all kinds of I'm shit. I'm mostly Scottish, it. so I can say it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So you, 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 and I actually feel like it might be more difficult because you're drinking and you're smoking. Like, what am I, am I supposed to feel drunk? Am I supposed to feel high? And I don't feel anything. Yep. Yeah. So lame. And, and my eyes got red. I knew that. And I felt very uncomfortable walking into the church because it was like church school. It wasn't like go and the, sit yeah. down the pew. <laughs> and so the, um, the nun looks at me and she shakes my hand. She's like, welcome. Cause it was my first day. <laughs> and I was like, Oh God, she knows, you know, that feeling yeah. when you're smoking and you're like, they know, oh, they know yeah. I'm high Oh yeah. or I'm drinking. Every they time know. I drove around high, I was like, they're behind me. <laughs> the cops. The paranoia. <laughs> the cashier at the Seven Eleven. Yes. Mm -hmm. I guess. They really do know. They really do. Because I know <laughs> when yeah. people are high. The cash right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think about what they see. Oh, my God. On, a, on a, any given weekend. The reality is they really don't care, though. No, they got to be care. entertaining. Yeah. I mean, they have to be there for you like would think. 12 hour shifts. I would be very entertained. At certain point. Yes. I mean, Sometimes John, you, did, you did a lot of dirt in 7 Elevens. I you, have. You were a 7 Eleven goer. I've got some 7-Eleven stories. <laughs> so, okay. So you get drunk, you get high for the first time, but don't feel anything. Yeah. When did it really start to like, w w was it at right after that? Or did you go, was there a, you know, some people have spaces between these. I had space. I had a pretty big space between that. I don't even remember what the next point in my life was that I actually took a drink, but I know that I did feel it at some point within the next year or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a teenager, alcohol is harder to get, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of yeah. go to a party and it's there, but that's what, like every month, every couple of weeks. Yeah. So instead I, I tipped over to drugs. Um, and like any good 14 year old girl, I did some research. I, I looked online. I said, what <laughs> can cocaine do to a person? Yes. <laughs> at 14. Yes. At 14. What, I, where did you come of the understanding of Start, cocaine. Starting so the right. cool girls were doing it. The oh. popular girls were doing coke and somehow I found out about this and I yeah. was like, 
well, I really I mean, want to be cool. Valley, yeah. That's yeah. true. Cause I was like, yeah. at 14, nobody I knew was doing oh, joke. I knew. No I joke. found people. I looked yeah. around the corner from That's a drug impressive. dealer too. And I used to scooter over. There you go. Um, <laughs> but I found out. On like a razor scooter? On a razor scooter. <laughs> Down the streets of yes. Los Altos, California. Yeah, yes. Drug dealers are crazy. I mean, Cali, crazy. Yeah. Just like it's sell this Cali. little girl on a scooter drugs. Like, hey. Yep. Hey. But I researched it and it's like, it's like, what can happen? It's like, you can die. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go do this. Yeah. And um, no hesitate. What, no. what else did it, was that the, the thing that motivated you to do it? Or was just these no. girls were doing it. The so girls were doing do it. it. And even if I there die, it's worth it. I don't even think I thought I could die. Yeah. I just knew it was a potential consequence, but I don't know if I directly related that to myself. Yeah. yeah. So is r- razor scootering. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't have a helmet on, <laughs> so I totally could have died. Totally died. Yeah. <laughs> hit by a bus. I mean, so my hips hurt when I was razor scootering because you know you're kind of like misaligned. <laughs> I'm out here doing cocaine and razor scooting with no helmet. I'm living on the edge. <laughs> that was me. Oh my God. 14 year yeah. old. Okay. So you start doing cocaine at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know, and I did drink of course during high school and every time I drank, I was probably arguably, arguably the drunkest person at the party. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I'd find myself under a table. I remember there was one time, I was eating a loaf of bread like under a table, which is funny. It's like, what is this <laughs> girl doing? She's just See, eating really, a loaf yeah. of wheat bread under it's the really table. Funny. Was it wheat? It was wheat. It was like a, one of the brown gold. Yeah. Bags. Oh yeah. The cheese. Oh yeah. Bread. It was a wheat yeah. bread. Like like a honey wheat. I probably. I was drunk. So Didn't yeah. Argue. Who knows? But you know, it's the details. Just plain, I get, I just get weird plain about those bread. Plain bread. Well, because I heard that if you eat bread and you're drunk, it'll absorb the alcohol. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. I guess I didn't want to be as drunk as I was because okay. I can't control the amount that I drink yeah. once I start to consume it. Yeah. Um, and other times, I'd find myself in beds with people I didn't plan on getting into a bed with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just a variety of situations. But I did every time I drank. That's what would happen. Um, but drugs were the majority of my high school just because they were so much more attainable at that time. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get drunk and yeah. And I really hate getting caught. I'm desperate for people to like me as yeah. you can tell with the, I need to be popular. Um, how about in front of your family? Did you want to keep up this yep. facade that everything was oh, good? Absolutely. Were you doing well in school? Uh, it was doing the same I had yeah. been doing all along. So yeah. well enough to get by like yeah. 3.2. I'm a 3.2 yeah. student. Yeah. You were okay. raising no red flags. My mom knew. But mm. she didn't say anything. So my mom is actually an alcoholic. She's been dry for uh-huh. like over 20 years. So she got sober in AA, but does not attend AA. She has mm. her own, you know, whatever she does, which yeah. works yeah, for her. Yeah. Cool. But I think I scared her because um, I, I was a little <laughs> uh, unpredictable. I'd throw things. I'd get really, really mad. Um, always smelled like cigarettes. I smelled horrible. Yeah. Like there's no way she didn't know. Cause there were yeah. times where I'd be driving home and she'd be like, well, you have another cold. Oh boy. You sure you're not doing cocaine. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I really? was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up mom. Yeah, you know, yeah. constant yeah. runny nose. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I have yeah. a, I have a sinus infection. Yeah. I had one for like two that was years. My favorite. Oh, I have allergies. <laughs> it's winter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are no plants. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh man. That's great. So, okay. So, Family kind of knows what's going on, but you're still kind of keeping up with the facade. Mm-hmm. Sounds like high school, you said drugs were the main thing. 
did you go to college after that? So my senior year of high school, I actually went and I did community college because there was an option um, to start early and to escape the life that I was living in high school. And I thought all those people just, they're not my people. They hate me. I also hate school. I can choose my own schedule. Were you burning bridges already in high school? Oh yeah, absolutely. Every good friend that I had made throughout childhood who was like honest and loyal and you know, all the things you look for in a friend, I was like, no, 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 yeah. you're not, you, you don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people are doctors and lawyers mm-hmm. now, of course I mm-hmm. should probably speak Losers. Them. <laughs> Losers. Were you a blackout drinker at all? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, but every time I didn't blackout, I wish that I had because I did mm-hmm. things that I'm like, oh mm-hmm. man. Like this would have been so much better if I didn't have to remember. Yes, tomorrow. exactly. Yeah. I'm like, damn, <laughs> yeah. I have to remember this situation. I never blacked out. What? Yeah. That's kind of unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Because then wow. you remember everything. I remember yeah. everything. Yeah. But I also did a lot of cocaine with drinking, most of my drinking. I didn't like so. to mix. I hated oh, mixing really? because wow. every time I mixed, I felt like my heart was going to jump out of my like ears. Mm. It was, I don't know. I just felt like I was overdosing every single time. So you time. either drank uh-huh. or you were doing cocaine. Or smoking weed. Or and, smoking and, weed. And, but I I didn't like to mix, but that doesn't mean that yeah, I, I was going to say, I find it hard to believe that you probably at some point. Well, if you yeah. run out of something, you got to keep going. So if you don't have any more Coke, I'm going to do switch. your meth. You switch whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That, little Tina in so, the mornings. Not, yeah. not I definitely stayed up all night one night learning how to hide in bushes mm, after doing go. meth with there some people. Go. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, look. That's, that's just what we do. Yeah. You know? There's it's a like looking a, curve to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta pick gotta the, you gotta yeah. pick the right bush. Pick the right bush. bush. Yeah. Thicker, thicker leaves. <laughs> they can't see yeah. me. It was like eight hours of learning. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, I did mix, yeah. but I didn't ever feel good afterwards. But I would always do it again. You know. So okay, so senior year of high school, you start going to community college, and what, is this where things start to get worse? Do they start to? Yeah, I was in a relationship at this point and that person that I was in a relationship with, he is one of us. He is, he diagnosed himself. He's sober. Um, but I already knew that far before cause yeah. you know, I know everything. <laughs> um, but it, our life combined was just chaos. I mean, I had a minivan at the time and I would pack it full of people mm. and we would just ride around, you know, drinking, smoking. I mean, I wasn't going to school. I was hanging out with People just like me, you know, lower companions who weren't actually lower companions because I was one of them Mm -hmm. as well. Um, But I still wasn't really suffering any consequences externally because I shut everything out that I could possibly lose. So any good friend I had, I didn't sustain relationships with my family despite living with them, but they never kicked me out because... They just didn't. Yeah. I was going to school enough to pass. Um, I was in a really crappy relationship, so there wasn't really anything to lose there. <laughs> um, but I felt terrible. You know, I didn't. I was not proud of what I was doing, and I. I think part of the reason that I started to shut out the good friends earlier on is because I was probably ashamed. You know, looking back, I don't know if I knew I felt that at the time, but I didn't want people who I deemed as good solid, honest people yeah. seeing the life that I was living. Cause it was pretty crappy. Yeah. And I those, rela- and those relationships, you know, are hard to maintain when you're just totally fucked up all the time. Oh yeah. And, you know, the ones that are easy to maintain are the, 
purely transactional yep. relationships of people that you're partying with. And Absolutely. the lesser companions. And the lesser who there's, companions. There's no judgment. You're yeah. doing better than them. Or totally. Like, you know, I had a job. My, yeah. And they did exactly. it. Exactly. My life's messed up. <laughs> they don't even have a job. Yeah. Or I work at Starbucks. They don't have anywhere to live. Yeah. A company. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. That's actually not bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. Usually when somebody says that they start stealing from that company, which we're going to assume you didn't. So it's totally no. fine. Yeah. Never. But I did work at a variety of companies throughout the time that I was using, and I, w I showed up to work because, not because I was a good employee, but because I needed the money so I could get things yeah. to sustain the life yeah. that I was no, I, living. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. So let's let's move on just for the sake of time here. Let's talk about, and I know I know your story, but let's talk about the end of your drinking, what that looked like, and, and where you got yeah, with your absolutely. alcoholism. So uh, the last year of my drinking was between 2010 and 2011. I was in a relationship for about three years leading up to uh, September of 2010. And in order for me to get out of that relationship, I decided breaking up just isn't enough. I need to sign up for a study abroad program behind his back and move to Scotland. <laughs> so that is how we got to Scotland. Mm. Uh, but the summer leading up to that was probably the most horrendous. Like looking back, there's a lot of nights I really wish I had blacked out. Mm. You know, I should, I should have been arrested for domestic violence. I should have multiple DUIs under my belt. I was disgusting, like in my appearance. Um, I mean, I literally couldn't even hang out with the lower companions cause they didn't want to hang out with me at that yeah. point. You know, it's just, the behavior was appalling. Um, and so I, I moved to Scotland thinking I'm getting away from this life, this life that I'm living. And I didn't realize that I had created that life <laughs> and like, yeah you move to Scotland with yourself, guess who's coming with you? Yeah. Here I am. You go. Yeah. There, <laughs> there you, you are. are. <laughs> so, you know, within two days of being in Scotland, I mean, I was already drinking. I was wasted yeah. the first day I slept the whole day. So that's why I didn't drink the first day. Um, but you know, I, uh, I lived with a girl whose sister had been, um, in one of our sister programs and she had about four years clean at that time. So that woman had experienced what our friends and family experienced, the friends and family that truly loves us. Mm. And she watched her sister's life just fall apart and she was watching mine. The same happened to me. And, uh, you know, so she started saying things. She was also a psychology major. Um, Ooh, that was the worst. No. She got, like, she, had she got me. But she was like, Kristen, you know, you drink a lot. Do you, do you think you should maybe like stop <laughs> drinking? And I was like, you just don't drink at all. So like, I don't know why you're talking to me about this. Um, and I completely disregarded the fact that she had been through what she had been through. But I did need to prove to her, like, I don't have a problem with this. So mm. one night we went out. I didn't drink at all and I was very proud of myself and I told everybody about it and, uh, and you know, I didn't know at the time that because I hadn't taken a sip of alcohol into my body that I didn't kick off that phenomenon of craving mm. or that allergy of the body that we talk about. I had no idea. Yeah. So I drank the next day and I drank for the next five or six months and just, I mean, I wouldn't say it was worse or better then the rest of my drinking necessarily, I think that summer leading up was probably the bottom of bottoms. Um, but it was like still sustainable. Um, and then I moved back to California in May of 2011, got a job at a bar and continued to drink for about the next month and a half before I got sober. Yeah. And at this point, you're just hanging on by a thread barely, right? You're, yeah. you're just, you're showing up to work, like you said, just to make money. 
what, and I, I like your story again, also how you kind of got into AA, because I think you, you, when you, you joined AA, uh, you're young, you're, uh, but you were motivated to change. You're willing to at least take some, some actions, whether they were, uh, you know, for the right reasons or not. I, I feel like I related to you, like where I was like, I'm going to jump in, I'm going to take these actions, but I don't know why I'm doing any of this. And yep. I just want to feel better, Yep. you know? And so what was your, how did you end up in AA? Was it through a treatment center? Was it through just, uh, somebody, you know, in your family, maybe pushing you towards it. Uh, how did you end up in it? John knows. <laughs> uh, but, uh, before I had left Scotland, I'd gotten in t- contact with an old drug dealer of mine. Cause everyone keeps in t- contact with their old drug dealers. <laughs> Just let them know you're coming back. Yeah. I was like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey. And he's like, hey. it's going great. What's going on with you? You know, but, uh, we connected and, and for some, I think he had told me he was sober. I, I think I knew. Um, but, Something about the interaction made us want, made me or whoever inter like uh, invite the other one to hang out, and so we met up for lunch one day for salad because we're healthy. <laughs> um, and I, you know, leading up to this, I hadn't seen this guy in four years. Um, but before I had seen him, you know, the last time I'd seen him, he was a shell of a human. Like you look into his eyes, and there's darkness. Um, <clears throat> and we met up. It was July 3rd of 2011. I don't know why I remember weird dates, but I do. Um, and he had this big smile on his face and he held his arms out and he gave me a big hug. And I was taken aback by how much different he was in mm. that moment. And we sat down for lunch at the salad place and um, he told me how his life had changed as a result of AA. And I was like, well, cool. You're really cute. Didn't tell him that, thought that in my brain. And over the next week, I was like, okay, I got to hang out with this guy, right? Uh, And we hung out on July 9th. And I don't think I drank on that day, but I just can't claim it for sure. So that's why July 10th is my sobriety date. But we hung out and he took me to my first sober event. Um, I went to Santa Cruz. It was a beach event. There were a bunch of sober young people throwing Frisbees around, smoking cigarettes. And the whole Everything about this situation was so attractive. Not only was this guy super attractive, but like something about the way that these people were interacting. You know, were you uncomfortable? Oh, absolutely. I would have been dying. Oh, yeah. I'm just I was thinking like, this guy yeah. brings you to a sober friend. I would have been like, I oh, knew, my God. though. Yeah. He told me, he's like, yeah. no one's going to be high. I was like, got it. I <laughs> yeah, won't like, be I high know. either. Yeah. So, yeah. like, he knew. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, I mean, it was the first time in my life that I didn't there was nothing I could do to fit in in that moment. You know, every moment leading up to that, I could lie, right? Mm. I can tell you, oh yeah, I'm wearing a pink shirt and wear a pink shirt, or I can tell you I'm from some other state. Um, But in that moment, I remember this guy walked up to me, his hair was blowing in the wind. He had long hair and it really was blowing in the wind. Um, (laughs) And he walked up and he held his hand out, shook my hand, introduced himself and he, are you in the program? And it was the first time I couldn't lie, Mm. right? I was like, no, I'm not. And I felt... I've actually felt more ashamed that I wasn't in the program mm-hmm. um, than I did uncomfortable. I yeah. felt uncomfortable that I didn't understand their life. Yeah. Um, and on the way home, I asked the guy who brought me, it had to have been like 3,000 questions in the 45-minute drive about how he knew he was an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, and I had already determined I need to date this guy. <laughs> and somehow in that, I was like, well, clearly I can't be high. Yeah. So I'm going to try to get sober mm. too. And I went to my first mm. meeting the next day. That's, that's <laughs> amazing. You're the first person I think on the show whose drug dealer got them, who brought, brought them to AA. Ah. That's a good one. I like that. But not the first 
person that came in following. Oh no, a boy. not at all. Or a, boy. a person. Or a person. Or any. Or just yeah. following something to make us feel better. Yeah. You know, or to, or to try something different. You yeah. Know? And so, and was it? In a couple of minutes, just describe what early sobriety was like. Was it off to the races? Did you dive right in? Did you start working the steps? <laughs> early sobriety was tough. You know, um, I swore that there were no other women who wanted to talk to me who were sober. That's probably a lie. I just couldn't see them. Um, I felt extremely uncomfortable. I remember there were days I'd be driving to a meeting and I'd just start crying. And I, I didn't know why I was crying, you know, because I didn't know how to attach, like, what emotion I was feeling or... Like I just, I was either drunk or not drunk for the longest time and being like, okay, I'm feeling something. I didn't know what it was or how to deal with it. And that guy had enough time under his belt that he set boundaries, mm. which was terrible for me. Mm. I was like, I can't call you when I'm <laughs> suffering. And he would literally be like, call somebody else and like yeah. hang up on me. And he was like, you can't sit next to me at a meeting. And I was like, What? You know, he did all of these things, which I'm so grateful for. But in the moment, yeah. I hated it. Mm -hmm. So that coupled with just not drinking or doing any drugs made me feel terrible. Yeah. Um, I found a sponsor relatively quickly, I'd say in 30 days or so. Um, and because no women were there, right? Like there were none. That's a lie. <laughs> but there, I couldn't see any of them. And uh the steps process was very slow in the beginning. She moved, uh, she went to Costa Rica or something for like three weeks. I thought I could do it on my own. Mm. It's like, I got this. I got 30 days. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. Mm. And she's like, okay, make sure you call people. And I was like, I'm fine. I don't need to call. I haven't <laughs> called people in years unless they have something I need. Um, no, I needed her. Yeah. I needed her. Um, so the first why? And of course the boyfriend broke up with me. The guy did not stick around. I was, <laughs> how nuts. long did that last three months? And then we split up for like a month. Then we got back together for another three months. And then I made amends at one point. And then we got back together again after that. Cause I did a really good job making amends the first time. <laughs> um, definitely ended that amends with a kiss. That's so good. Super inappropriate. It's a great um, amends. <laughs> I got a boyfriend out of it. I don't, I don't recall that being in the big book. <laughs> no, it is not. Know, hey. And my sponsor didn't advise to me making this amends either. So like the whole situation was classic of my own will. Mm. Um, but yeah, the first year, first while was rough. Yeah. So let's, we, we let's move on to our topic here. I, I think the topic kind of goes into more about what, your experience is probably like now that you've actually worked through the steps and stayed sober. I'm going to read this. It says the great fact is just this and nothing less. We have had deep and effective spiritual experiences, which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, toward our fellows and toward God's universe. And this, uh, this is from the book Alcoholics Anonymous and there's a solution. And, uh, I think this more describes what happens to us when we actually do work the steps. And why don't we kick it over to Chris first? Chris, what has your experience been with this? And um, did you realize this even happened? And first of all, this is a heavy topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little deep. I wanted to change it up. Yeah, I wanted to go with something. Quick, just real quick, quick Chris. Just. <laughs> this is very heavy. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have had. Yeah, I've had these spiritual experiences, and um, so, sometimes so, so you don't recognize them when they're occurring. Why don't you do this? Why don't we simplify this down into what it would sound like to somebody who maybe isn't an, an AA expert? 
I would say that the fact is this, is that there has been a change that's occurred in our lives. Yeah. I mean, a, a simple a spiritual experience is not that. I mean, it's just a change in attitude, right? Yeah. At, at, before coming to AA, I was nihilistic. I felt like, what's the point? You know, people are, you know, are going to fuck you over, so you might as well fuck them over first. Yeah. You, you know might as well I mean? lie before they yeah, lie. You, lie. you, you might know as well take I mean? from it's them before they take from you. dog world. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and you either are on top or you're in the bottom. Yeah. I mean, there's just, it was very like, you know, a very narrow way to look at the world. And really it's based on fear. It's yeah. you're afraid. I mean, so you behave this way because you're afraid. You don't know that, <laughs> you know? Um, and you, you come to AA, you take these steps and it's really what you find out that my alcoholism is not about the drinking, you know, at all, really. It's, it's about the kind of person I am and the fear that I walk around with and these defects of character that I have and, and the distrust I have in other people and the inability to form true partnerships. All mm-hmm. of this stuff is, is what I need help with. And the steps really is what sort of fleshes that stuff out, you yeah. know? And um, you don't have to understand anything in AA. You just need to come and be open-minded and willing to take the steps and you will come to have these spiritual experiences. You know what I mean? And you will be able to recognize them in your life at, at some point, you know, and, um, you know, if you're new, I mean, you just need to know that, you know, we've been there, right. And we are no longer, I no longer feel the same way I used to about life. And, um, and I didn't change myself. I can't do anything. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, like my wife's like, don't stop. She's like, don't do, don't do laundry because I'll put, (laughs) I'll put in a load and I'll forget. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it'll get moldy. You know what I mean? It'll, you got to rerun it. I've you know, had to what's re- the most you've rewashed the one load of laundry? Five times. Oh my <laughs> God. My, dude. That's awesome. And my wife, God bless her, she's like, she just will leave it. She won't do it. She won't change it. She'll just leave it in there. And laundry's like piling up. You know what I mean? She'll just like let me run it over and over and over again. You know, sometimes so you got it. Sometimes you got to go through it. So, so what, what is the, sh- what shot do I have of generating a spiritual experience upon myself? None. I have no shot at that. That's not going to fucking happen. But you I think I mean? that's part of why they have to remind us by starting this out by saying the great fact the great is fact. just this. Like, let us tell you what yes. the great fact is yeah. because you're too stupid to realize it. <laughs> and that was actually what happened to me when I read this and it hit me. I had, uh, I forget how many years sober I had, but I was struggling and I read this. Somebody read it to me actually. And it hit me like, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have, my life is different because of AA. Yeah. And a lot of the time we can't see it ourselves. No, no. And it goes on here to talk about our life, our fellows and God. And for me, like my life was like the things in it, my job, uh, my family relationship. Yeah, the circumstances. Yeah. And then the fellows, I was like, I, I realized that I I would listen to people when they talked, you know, and I started to maybe think about others a little bit in ways that I never even had before. So these things changed. But like you said, it wasn't through me figuring it out and aiming to do that. I just showed up and did what was suggested to me to do. I tried to change my attitude towards people. And through that, we've, I started to have these spiritual experiences. Exactly. You know, so Kristen, how about you? What what was it like? You, you talked a lot about coming into A and maybe not having this kind of you know experience <laughs> and changing your attitude. But when, clearly, you have because you yes. would still be here. Well, yeah. exactly, and we know you now, and we know that that has occurred. So, where in your 
uh, sobriety did this start to occur after, you know, this, the boy, the guy left you, did you have a, a, a moment or a time where you're like, I, I need to start getting busy here? What did that look like? Yes. I actually very specifically remember the spiritual experience. I was at a young people's conference in Southern California, a guy who's still in my life. He's 21 years sober, was talking about spiritual experiences and step 11 and all that stuff. And I decided to share how I didn't understand how this happens and all of you <laughs> walk around with the wind blowing in your hair perfectly. And I was just like, I don't get it. You know, and I didn't know at that point that what was missing is I had not been through the big book with a sponsor word by word and taken the steps as outlined directly in that book with instruction, yeah. you know, with guidance. And I had a few people approach me after the meeting. We read Appendix 2. And I had my first spiritual experience in that room. And I realized, oh, like there is something I'm not doing. And she offered to do that with me. This woman offered to take me through the steps and she trans she helped guide me to this transformation. Yeah. You know, um, we met every Sunday. We would read out of the big book. She would share her experiences. She would define words. I, I did go to college despite all of the, you know, <laughs> turmoil. Um, I did graduate. I have a bachelor's degree. So no, I'm educated. And, uh, but she defined these words that just made no sense. And she didn't make me feel stupid as she was walking me through this process. Um, and over the course of the next six months or so, as we were going through the steps slowly, but surely my life started to change. I started to be able to hear people. I started to be able to have a conversation and, and not wonder like, okay, what do I say next? Yeah. You know, just thinking constantly or how do I respond when someone asks how I'm doing? Like those were terrifying questions mm. for a really long time. And as simple as they may sound, that was huge progress mm. for me. Now, of course this looks very different, but at about a year and a half sober, that's what it looked like. Yeah. And then as you kind of got further down the road and, and, uh, you know, we talk a little bit about it. You moved out here when you had seven years sober. Mm -hmm. What did it look like uh, at that time? And did you need to have a new experience? You oh, know? Yeah. And, and we've got a couple minutes here, only like two or three minutes. And, and you maybe don't have to dive into the whole thing. But but I'm assuming there needed to be some growth just from moving on its own to a new area where you maybe didn't know people. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know? And life. I know there was, you know, some life changes in moving Just out a here. few. So. Um, but I got very cocky, I would say, in my program uh, back in California. I got very prideful. You know, I was just being asked to speak places. I was sponsoring a bunch of people. But I wasn't actively working towards God's will for me. Mm. I was very much focused on my will. And so when I moved here, um, you know, what happened was I felt like my life fell apart. Yeah. And honestly, there was a night where I was like, do I drink? And if I had known that I lived close enough to a liquor store that I could have gotten alcohol that night, I probably would have drank mm -hmm. that night. Mm -hmm. uh, but instead I cried myself to sleep and I woke up the next morning and I went to a women's meeting in Bethesda and um, I allowed people to help me, yeah. you know, and, and that process allowing people, allowing newcomers, which was, you know, I had this huge ego. I'm like, this woman has two months. I'm going <laughs> to let her take me to a meeting. Like yeah, yeah. that's where I was, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I let these women just help me bring me to meetings and take me to coffee and share their experience. And I mean, and my sponsor at the time, I mean, I swear every phone call, have you prayed? Have you prayed? I needed those reminders because I just could not process like, Oh, this is what, as simple as it is, that was not where my brain went. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. so Be teachable again. <sighs> took and, despair, but yes, <laughs> I was teachable. <laughs> yeah. And I think, 
you know, it's so important to have those reminders, the people around us, the sponsor, just people to kind of show us and say those things. Because like it says here, we have these spiritual experiences, but we don't always see them right away, you know, and we can get so caught up in our egos and pride that they can be completely blocked, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And that brings us actually to our next segment here. And it kind of goes along with what we were just talking about. So why don't we get into our newcomer tip of the week? Oh, I like that. Chris, that's a little new. Capital? Yeah, well, she moved to D.C. She did move to D.C., so... Technically Maryland, but... Maryland, but uh, we're going to call it the D.C. area, nobody know, so... Nobody knows Maryland. <laughs> no. We're going to show. So up on Annapolis. the screen, for those listening in, is a, a crab of the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. And our newcomer tip of the week this week is, what if I move to another city? Does AA exist in other places? I think this is important because when you're new, you don't know how, where that AA exists in other cities or other states or even, believe it or not, if you're really new, countries. other countries. There's AA all around the world. And there's AA in other languages, too. The book, the AA book is written in how many languages? 72? 72. It's Maybe a lot. More. It's a lot of languages it's that it's written in. And so, yes, if you move to another city, AA does exist. And I think it's... This uh, goes well with our our guest today because you have moved across the country and to this city. And I know you talked about it, but how quickly when you moved out here did you go to a meeting? Uh, I went the first week. So it was about five days. Um, But my initial plan before moving out here is I'm going to ease into it. Yeah. Like that's what my thought was. I'll go to one meeting week. I'll ease into it. Did you you make any calls before you moved to like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't going to do that. A lot of people just yeah. kind of move to a place and, and go to meetings. And I think, but that is a tip though. That is, it is a tip. And yeah. if you're new, it can be very valuable to find people in that yeah. area before you go there. Cause somebody you know? knows someone somewhere. Oh yeah. I mean, we're like six degrees of separation around here. Yes. I guarantee you, no matter what corner of the world you're going to 100% and knows where a meeting is and a lot of places let's say you don't a lot of places have a local intergroup or an air a place where you can get a hold of somebody and nowadays what's really crazy and somebody shared this with me because of the online AA community you can go to an online meeting in a city that is centered in a city and meet people on zoom who you then could meet in person like this meeting like this meeting you could come here, meet us, and then if you come to the D.C. area, we'll show you we around. will show you around. I mean, that's how it was for all of us who got you know sober during COVID. Yeah, I didn't know anyone yeah. in the program. Yeah, for like months. Yeah, until I you know Gabe's a COVID baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Chris, you uh, you travel. You've traveled I've all traveled around the world there, and yeah. been to meetings in I, different countries. I've been to AA meetings and some of the. God forsaken holes in the world, man. Yeah. Everywhere you can find an AA meeting. And, uh, you know, what was, what's really good, what I love about traveling and going to AA is you get like the keys to the, the city mm-hmm. and you meet people and they take you around, they show you around and they take you to the good, like good meetings, you know, especially if you're traveling, you want to go to like, uh, you know, expat meetings, you know, English speaking meetings, depending on where you are. So, but it's, uh, it's, it, it's enriched my life in a way that I can't even describe. I mean, it's like, you know, it's really cool to yeah. do that while you travel. Some people travel 
and they're like, oh, I'm on vacation. And they also say that they're on vacation from AA, <laughs> which, I, you know, I don't really get. I mean, I, I didn't take a vacation from drinking just because I was traveling. So, it, in, you know, whatever. That's on, on them. But I think it really has enriched my, my travel experiences to, to go to meetings and meet people. And yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, the other thing that's important to know or to, to try to remember if you're new is that you can plan ahead. You can plan like we ahead. talked about. You oh, don't yeah. have to go somewhere yeah. and not know And I anybody. did. I knew. Yeah. I knew where that. I knew at least one meeting where I was going at least initially. And I knew if I got to one, then I could start networking and, and finding other meetings, which is exactly what I did. Yeah. You know, so. And there's also nothing wrong with if you're going to a new place in a new meeting, raising your hand and saying, hey, yeah. I'm here. I'm from out of town. I don't know anybody. You yeah. know, I'm trying to find some other meetings. People will, if you just ask for help, people will meet you. I mean, mm -hmm. they'll come and pick you up. I mean, th this couple just sh chauffeured me around, you know, Paris for like a week. It was amazing. You know what I mean? It was awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I guess the point is, is if you, if you're new and you're worried about moving or you're thinking that, uh, you can't stay sober, if you have to go somewhere, that's the other thing. This may not just be for, for moving. This may be for a work trip. A lot of people have to go out of town yeah. for work. They have to go Travel to conferences work, in yeah. different conferences. cities. You can go to meetings while you're at a work conference. If you want to, I mean, if you want to. Uh, and we've known a lot of people who haven't, and it didn't turn out very well. Didn't. <laughs> we've known a lot of people who yeah. it might not have turned out well, and they ended up meeting people yeah. and being able to get to a meeting. I know that I've done that. I've traveled places and been able to get to meetings when uh, when I didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to be okay. Yeah. You know? So even if it was just a, a small little clubhouse meeting, just getting to sit around some other alcoholics sometimes really helps. And people do it differently everywhere. I'm sure you moved here. You were like... This is different. It's mm -hmm. not the AA I grew up with. But, you know, when you're when you're wherever you are and you need an AA meeting, you're just grateful to be there. You know what I mean? No matter how they do it. I mean, yeah. So. Yeah. And so you moved here and you jumped in. I did. You jumped in. Yeah. And I you did. talk about it, how the people here really helped you and Absolutely. saved you. They did. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Changed my life. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that is available to you if you're new. Remember, if you have to move or you got to go out of town. There's meetings everywhere. Yep. And oh. I had to do it again when I moved to Catonsville. You know, even though it's yeah. 40 minutes away, I had to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Still different. And you did that. Area. You, started, you started a group. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Create All the right. fellowship you crave. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. All right. Let's get into our sketch. This. So here's what I'll say. Um, <laughs> we started our first episode. And when we were in the planning stages of doing this podcast, uh, we had to come up with a format. And in that format, we decided that near the end of the show, we were going to do this weekly sketch. And it was going to be something fun because we're, you know, A, it can be serious. We're talking about stories. We're talking about alcoholism. We're talking about a lot. We wanted to have something a little light. And I had this idea to do the first sketch similar to a David Letterman sketch, which is called the top 10. Mm -hmm. And so we did something. Classic, it was like a top. Yeah, it was, it was actually really funny. We did like, I don't know, the top 10 reasons why like your sponsee didn't show up to the meeting or something Or you didn't like go that. to your home group. It was, you didn't go to your home group. It was something funny. Uh, we're going to close out the season to honor that first episode with another top 10 list. All right. So why don't we get into it? Yeah. This is the top 10. Yes. 
in this list, I'm going to pass around the list so you all have them here. The way this is going to work is we're going to start at 10, if you know the top 10, uh, and we'll just read one off each. The list today is called, what's it called? Do we have top a, 10? The top 10 best things about the meeting after we, the we meeting. Actually don't, we don't have that. Up the top 10. Okay, all right, that's fine. All right, that's fine. So the top 10 things about the meeting after the meeting. We're going to go through them here, and I'm going to read one, then Kristen's going to read one, then Chris is going to read one, and we'll go around like that. So why don't we start with number 10. Number 10, we have amazing guests every week we that do. make the show great with their stories and experiences. And thank you. Yes. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you to all of our guests. All it our really, guests. I mean, we have people, I had somebody the other day tell me that they listened to one episode three times. They listened to one person because they related to that person and enjoyed it so much. Awesome. I wouldn't have picked that episode that they listened to. <laughs> I, I mean, you never, do. <laughs> Everybody, I was, you want to know something else? Multiple other people in the past couple weeks have told me they really like that same episode. So it's, dude, yeah. you never know. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. You never know. You never, never know. know. Um, so that's All it. All right, Kristen, what do we got All for right. number? Number nine. Where else can newcomers get answers to the simple questions that everyone is afraid to ask? Like, what was our question today? What if I need to move to another city? There you go. Right? Uh, Those are the kind of things, you know, like, what the hell do I need a sponsor for? You know, I'm not a race car driver. Like, what is going on here? Are they going to pay me? Yeah. Am yeah. I going to get paid for this sponsorship? <laughs> do I have to pay to come to AA? Mm -hmm. uh, what if I don't like it? Do I have to stay here? Am I committing to anything? You know, and so we are not afraid to answer and ask the stupid questions. No, not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> all right. Not at all. Number, number eight. Number eight, because every week we ask everyone how their week is going. <laughs> we do. Which is we always which is kind of unbearable for you know, me. I like it at this point mostly because of Gabe, I think more than anything. Because <laughs> Gabe last week I didn't even ask him and he just said my week has been good. And I was like, You're ruining it, Gabe. Is that true? N yes. yes. You just I said, Gabe, hey, and you said my week's been good. Oh my, my week's fine. I don't remember that. You know why I don't like it? Because no one no one ever asks me this oh. in, in real life. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like it's always just how are you doing or how's your day? No, nobody, nobody what fucking asked me that either. He said no that for Nobody gives a shit. No one fucking nobody cares how I'm doing. Chris, how you're doing? Everyone no just fine. assumes you're doing great. You know? yeah. Chris. Everyone just I gotta be honest. I really only ask Gabe now. If you notice, I didn't ask Chris how his week is because every week for Chris is the same. He's like, "Oh my kids, I'm tired." He <laughs> <laughs> always says, "I'm tired. I'm sick. I, I, my I, family's sick. I am." Yeah. Sometimes I like poop myself in the car. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. Well, Gabe's an intro. Gabe has he goes to New York like once a month. It's weird. Something like that. Yeah. It's been like that at least this Shoots year. Shoots himself Normally in the car. Like He's clearly, he likes to shit everywhere. That's just how <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Before every episode. Yes. <laughs> okay. Number seven. Where else do you get to hear a, a new, completely unknown, unlicensed song every week that is then discussed for five minutes by two guys who know nothing about most of the music played <laughs> or even what it's called? Yeah. Longer, yeah. As you notice, we didn't add Gabe in there because he would claim he knows about all different genres of music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm not saying you do. 
I'm I saying you claim it. it. I appreciate that it. That's a shot. That you know, I appreciate it. it. It has become part of the show, but I just want to make it clear that you did try to. You did try to. At one point, at I one tried point. to nix it because I was like, God, this is so lame. Like every episode, all we do is just like talk about the music. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck Whatever. It. Who cares, man? It's fun. Yeah, it's it's different. It's who we yeah. are. It's who we are. And again, let's put. Let's. I don't know why we don't quick, talk about movies or TV that we watch too. I mean, we could, we. Could we should five minutes on that, but let's let's put another plug out there. If you have music that you yeah, make, send it, in. send it in. We will use it, good or bad. Up, good or bad. Yeah, What's the email? Bad. What's good the email? Bad. It's tmatm live at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. That's also the link tree. If you want to yeah, find our link tree. find our Zoom info or the episodes yeah. on Spotify, on Apple Music. Yeah, we're on all that. Oh, wow. Shit. All right. What a good segue into number six. There we go. Who else is keeping alive the Zoom meeting when Zoom meetings aren't that cool anymore? (laughs) Which Uh, is a reminder, we are live on Zoom every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. It is hard getting anyone on the old Zoom anymore. Zoom's not cool anymore. (laughs) I'm leading a Zoom meeting next week. I'm telling you, man, I think we, we need to do... You know, Facebook Live, IG Live. We need to start. We'll get there. We'll get there. I don't know if that's. We need to get out there with everybody else. You know what I mean? We do. We might. No one's on Zoom anymore. They're not. It's crazy, but they are. There's people that are like, we've got like a hundred. There's meetings out there. Zoomies have a hundred people. I tell sponsors to go to Zoom all the time when they should do a meeting. I'm like, "Eh, guess what? You can because Australia is having a meeting in like ten hours. So (laughs) go. (laughs) There's meetings every minute somewhere. So, okay. Number five. Number five. Who even knew about half the weird (laughs) shit you can buy online that says AA on it? That is a fact. So we have a sketch called We Found It Online, where we talk about weird things you can buy online for that are AA related. I was just telling Gabe about this before the meeting. God dice. I bought a bunch of other stuff from this other AA online store. Never got it. Never showed up. <gasps> you gotta be careful from the scams. There's a lot of scams AA online. Scam, online scam. We should shame them on the next I, episode. You know, I don't remember online. who it was or where it was, but I'm gonna find it and reach out to them this week and just make sure that it no, was some sort of. Should, I mean, I've seen better customer service. For, <laughs> let's crush them. It's I mean, not, I've seen better customer service from the Silk Road buying drugs with Bitcoin. I'm serious. Hey, let's let's uh, let's figure out. Maybe I, you know, misinterpreted. Maybe they said it would be here in three months. I don't know. <laughs> I'm used to Amazon. Yeah. Next day, Maybe you have to lower Amazon your expectations. Now. Yeah. Amazon John. now. Amazon now. Trust the Amazon process. now. Amazon before. Before. <laughs> Who's that? referencing a comedian? Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie. So oh. Amazon Dude. before. Yeah. I want Amazon before. I want you to know what I want before. <laughs> I need it and send it to me. <laughs> oh They're not far away from yeah, that. We're not. They're not far. It's terrifying. They honestly probably could already do it, but don't they don't like want us to know that. Mm-hmm. All right. What's who's next? What's the next one? You. Me. Number four. No amount of years sober will nope. help Chris win any games that involve AA literature. None. None. So, in fact, I think it's going to get worse. Chris is, we play a lot of games during this sketch as well. Chris and you all know this, but, and we do this one called We Had But Two Alternatives, where I read something and it's either from the A big book or the 12 and 12, and you have to decide where it's from. Chris is terrible. Terrible. I mean, what about goose flesh? I couldn't do goose flesh. I just, I just, he, he has no idea. Which one's older? Who talks about mental goose flesh? Okay. 
Big boat. <laughs> Yay! See, yeah. I mean, just flip a coin. You know it's, what I mean? It's 50-50. Yeah. You would think he would be 50%, but he's less. I'm less. Somehow he's less. Better odds at winning blackjack. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm in the 25 percentile, usually. Like my grades in high school. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Number three. Gabe's microphone sounds like he's talking to us from a bad cell, f- cell connection in the woods. <laughs> yeah, he's on like a 3G network. And we there. like it like that, and it will never change. Yeah. I've tried to change it so many times. <laughs> but we, we, we There's like no it. setting. There's yeah. no setting. It's like just you're screwed. I'm screwed. 3G I'm going to sound like this forever. 3G Gabe. <laughs> yeah. 3G Gabe. I like Oh Got to get off that cricket plan. Yeah, <laughs> cricket wireless. Yeah, no, nah, ain't cricket. <laughs> Boost mobile. <man. laughs> All right, number two. Go ahead, Chris. What's number two? John's voice. Have you heard the intro? Welcome to Smooth Jazz. Smooth <laughs> Jazz. I've had so many people come up to me and be like, "You sound so smooth on the podcast." Oh, I thought you were going to say a different S word. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, yeah. people are very uh, yeah. I've had, forward. I've had people, and mostly it's just my guy friends making fun of me. Like, why do you, t- you? And I'm like, and it just reminds me of like those old radio, like, welcome to Smooth Jazz 99. <laughs> On the AM station, not Spe- FM. Keep it real. Maybe Speaking of John's voice, uh, I am trying to track down an old band that John used to be in. Oh, oh we're going to play some, his music? For some original music. All right, I'll look. I'll look. I'll look. You should have just told me. I probably, I'm probably the only one who has it. <laughs> we should get that going. I'll look. I'll look. All right. Number one, and the only number one, yeah. the listeners and the watchers of the show. Absolutely. We have heard from and talked to so many people who have checked out the meeting after the meeting, and it motivates us to keep bringing on great guests, with great discussions, and a lot of fun. Every week. Every Love week. It. We're, uh, you know, we do this, we keep doing it because we get so much good feedback. And it keeps us tucked in right in the middle of AA. And, yeah. uh, and we're, looking, you we're and always I looking for that. that. We, you yeah, and I we need both that. need that. We're sick. We're sick dudes, man. Yeah, we we we're, were still alcoholics uh, and we need that. And I know Gabe is the sickest out of all of us. And so. Chris still can't do laundry, oh, yeah. so he really Chris can't it. do laundry. <laughs> Gay, I mean, thank God for my wife, man. M- more than anything, this might this whole thing might just be for Gabe for, for Gabe to stay <laughs> yeah, so no. It's helped. Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday, you know, used to be hump day, now it's, you know, now it's game day. <laughs> Gabe texts us usually now during the day. He's like, "I'm so excited. We're going to do this." So it's good. Yeah. It's good. I am. Best night of the week. All right. Season 1, 20 episodes in the books. Kristen, thank you so much for closing out the season with us. Thanks for having me. Really good to have you on. You're an awesome member of AA. I know that the Catonsville area of AA is is lucky to have you up there. We miss you down here. Be back. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back next week. Season two. Mike P. (laughs) 